Fairies, podcast series two, Caroline Larrington and Faye Heald. Hello, I'm Faye Heald. And I'm Caroline Larrington. Welcome to the Modern Fairies podcast series two. And this is episode one, Introducing the Modern Fairies Project. This is our second podcast series about the project, Modern Fairies and Lovely Ladies. The project's aims were to find out what would happen if we gave 13 artists, musicians, filmmakers, writers and poets a collection of around 50 traditional tales and songs about fairies and about lovely ladies and asked them to make new art responding to them. And we also wanted to find out what audiences would make of the results. So we had a sharing at Sheffield University's Festival of the Mind in September 2018, a workshop at the Sage in Gateshead in January 2019, where we could work through material and do some rehearsal. And then we have four performances at the Sage in April 2019. And then finally, there were some performances and sharings at the Soundpost Singing Weekend in Dunworth, near Sheffield, in May 2019. Our study is officially over now, but the creativity it inspired is continuing in various offshoot projects. In the first podcast series, we introduced the collection of folk tales and songs about fairies and talked about the kinds of stories the artists might choose to explore. In this series two, we're going to share work produced by the artists and talk about their processes, gathered into themes that the artists felt were important. This first episode will introduce those themes and introduce our artists. So the original five themes or the five folders given to the artists, and you can hear all about them in series one, were Fairyland, Time and Space, Fairy Wives and Fairy Lovers, Fairies at Work, and that includes Helpful Fairies, Fairies and Children, and Loathly Ladies. Those are women who transform themselves or are transformed into hideous hags. And the artists could choose whatever they liked, or indeed go off and do their own research into fairy themes. And some of them went off on different tangents altogether. It was surprising for me what got picked up and wasn't popular, particularly what the new research turned up. The topics that really captured the artists' imaginations partly corresponded with and partly diverged quite a bit from the original folder organisation. When we looked at the work that the artists actually produced, we decided to group together the songs, stories, drama, poems, music and artwork, similarly in two distinct strands. And these include two themes from the original folders, Fairy Time and Space and Fairies and Children, but the artists also evolved two new themes, which you'll find in episodes four and five. That's fairies and the environment and fairies and other transformations. There were 13 artists involved in creating new work, either alone or collaboratively. We included a variety of art forms and styles. The linking factor was that everyone had previous experience of working with archival folkloric material in some form. The project was first conceived as a musical one, and so musicians were key from the outset. I'll start by introducing myself. I'm a singer and editor of traditional songs and newly a banjo player. And I also research the folk scene and why traditional music remains important to people, hence devising this project with Caroline. And now we'll tell you a bit about all the other artists involved in the project. So first, Mary Waterson. 
She's part of the Walterson family musical dynasty, and she thrives on communal music making while developing highly original and distinctly English performance styles of her own. And not only does she sing, Mary also makes visual art and animation. Inga Thompson was raised in a musical family on the Fair Isle where stories of selkies, trows, guit fix and other fairy folk are still widely told. Her main instrument is the piano keyed accordion, but she also works with a range of unusual instruments and composes music rich with the textures of natural, created and manipulated sounds. Ewan McPherson was born in Liverpool and raised in Wales, and he trained at the Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts before settling in the Highlands. There he works as a multi-instrumentalist. Ewan plays with Shugal Nifty, Salt House and various other groups. And he also makes films, and he even wrote a short story for this project. Barney Morse Brown, a.k.a. Duotone, is an alchemist, weaving his pioneering unconventional cello playing and masterful use of looper into blankets of intimate sound. Ben Nichols is a singer, songwriter, double bass player and multi-instrumentalist. His work crosses many genres. He's a member of a whole lot of bands and he was a co-writer on the Mercury Music Prize nominated Nadine Shah album. His work's been featured on many TV shows, in films and adverts. Lucy Farrell is a member of the Furrow Collective as well as a solo performer and appearing in many other lineups. An innovative collaborator, many have been entranced by Lucy's haunting and quintessentially English voice, subtle and instinctive musicianship, and her ability to connect emotionally with an audience. Lucy works with ballads that inspire her own compositions, telling fantastical stories imbued with handed down beauty and strangeness. So those are the musicians. But from an early stage, we also thought it would be really interesting to involve writers and visual artists in the project too. Sarah Hesketh is an exciting young poet, now just completing her PhD in creative writing. She's published several poetry collections and done some extraordinary projects, including one on poetry and people with dementia. Patience Agbabi is an award-winning writer and someone who's very interested in traditional and medieval material. She's best known for her brilliant work, perhaps, in retelling the Canterbury Tales, but she's also a performance poet, and her new young adult novel, The Infinite, has just come out to great acclaim. Terry Windling is an award-winning blogger on folk topics, hugely knowledgeable and experienced writer and editor, widely known within the folkloric world. Jackie Morris, the amazing illustrator, was originally part of the project, but due to the time pressure connected with the success of her book Lost Words, she had to drop out. But nevertheless, she had really important input into the early part of the project. Fortunately, we were able to get Natalie Reed to join us later in the project, and she brought her unique visual imagination and illustrative style. And we also had a filmmaker, Jim Lockie, who made a video record of the project, filming our final sharing, and he also made his own extraordinary art film. It's difficult to pigeonhole all these creatives into one box or another. Many people worked across a variety of media, so they brought other talents into the creative mix. But others had no understanding of the different creative practices, so getting to know what each other needed to work was a process of exploration. We also have to mention, too, the extraordinary work put in by Andy Bell, our creative project manager, sound technician and all-round organisational genius. And then there's Mary, our outreach officer, Stephen Hadley, our research associate, who did so much of the audience research. 
and our industry partners, Amy Leach at The Sage and Helen Bell and Jenna Walker at Soundpost. They were invaluable in understanding how our weird and wonderful, somewhat unconventional project could come face to face with audiences. Now you've been introduced to the project and its stars, it's time to listen to the next episode to hear what the artists actually did. Our next podcast episode is about fairyland as a different space and with a different imagining of time from the normal world, and it's called Fairy Time and Space. But first, we're going to call you into this magical world with the song that led our audiences into the theatre, The Sage. Faye's Calling On song invites you into a new space assuring you that although you thought fairies were long gone, have been driven away from the woods and groves, they are actually still here. What inspired you when you came to compose this song, Faye? I was struck by Chaucer's description of fairies in the introduction to The Wife of Bath and thought it had so many resonances to what we'd been talking about in the early stages of this project, yet it was so old. I love that fairies seem timeless and that I could collaborate with Chaucer was just magical in itself. It seemed like an introduction to the project, an invitation in. There's a song in the rapper dancing world called The Calling On Song, and it's sung to introduce the dance. I used this tune and some of the words to frame Chaucer's words. Then I went about making it relevant to our project, adding specific things that described what we were doing, taking out things that jarred. And I got some more contemporary words from Sarah, one of the poets, and incorporated those. The work was in smoothing them all out and avoiding the rough edges between the three different sources and making it hold together as one voice. I struggled most with the contemporary words like glitches, but felt that they were important to include. After a lot of singing through, spaces for the dust to settle and reapproaching it, the song has settled into something that feels natural to me now. That's when I know it's finished, when there are no awkward corners left and it makes sense to me, literally and aesthetically. Well, let's hear some of it. Good people, I pray, give attention. Come here, all we have for to say. And if you're inclined, come and listen. With your eyes open wide, now we pray. You'll hear of our lowly commission. We're gathered together by chance to tell tales of dark deeds and romancing and to lead you a song and a dance. In days of old, long past and gone now, over which we sing with great regard. Our country was riven with fairy, the high queen and her sprightly elf horde. To roam our high hills and deep valleys, delight in the meadows so green. Rejoice in the glitch in the forest, find the cracks fall betwixt and between. But these are long days past and gone, now we hear no more high elven song. For the prayers of old priests and bold friars drove out all our thoughts of the throng. Blessing hall, chamber, kitchen and bower, they overran river and stream. Worn paths gone, old stories forgotten, gold flecks turned to dust in sunbeams. But never were we wholly ridden. They found a new path, slipped aside from the places they've lately been hidden. Call to arms, they're now ready to ride to take back built-up city and skyline. 
cast shadows o'er snickerton street at dawn fall in dusk and in starlight glance sideways you're catching your dream and that song really worked when it was played over individual headsets worn by the audience to give them a sense that they were being invited into a different space and it also made those who weren't coming into the performance look around and realize that there was something mysterious going on that they weren't part of. If you want to see what we're talking about, don't forget to go and have a look at the Modern Fairies website where you can find more of the work with illustrations, a film of the whole performance at the Sage in Gateshead and lots of interesting blog posts from the artists about their processes. And in the next episode, we'll be looking at what the artist did with a the theme of fairy time and space.